0: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Coming up next, Disney agrees to raise their minimum wage up to $10 an hour. Rumors are running rampant about Soren being changed over at Epcot. And I've had all I can take of the absurdity that is the parking situation at Downtown Disney. So we have a little rant coming up later on about that. And uh, in our segment this week we celebrate the anniversary of our show, sharing some of our favorite moments and some of yours over the last eight years. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 725 for the week of July 29th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner. joined at the table this week by my good friends John Magi, Kevin Close, Kathy whirling, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. And, uh, Jenny Lynn Knopp, who did a phenomenal job hosting in my absence the last few weeks is, uh, on a cruise. We sent her on a cruise with her kids. She's on the fantasy right now. She'll have a report for us when she gets back. Um, but it is, it is so great. So, so great to be back. Uh, don't get me wrong. I I really do enjoy and need the break, uh, taking you know some time off like we did and going out to Hawaii, which was amazing. Um, but God, I miss I miss doing the show. I really There's do. There's
1: No place like home.
0: I was I was I, I said to Dustin. I woke up positively giddy, excited to do the show today. <laughs> yeah. And the look on John's face—he's also very giddy. <laughs> um, Weird. But uh, real excited to be back and happy to be back. But we did have a great time. I need to thank my team uh, from the bottom of my heart for doing such an amazing job. Uh, Craig and Sean for uh, stepping in the producer's roles and uh, making sure everything got done. Jenny Lynn did a phenomenal job hosting in my absence. Everybody just really stepped up and made it very easy for me to go away and kind of Relax a little bit, even though it was technically work, it's really hard to sell that to anybody when you're, you know, spending two weeks island hopping (laughs) in Hawaii. (laughs) But we do have a great segment that uh, will be coming up August 19th uh, about our adventures, uh, kind of blending uh, a stay at Olani with a cruise around the Hawaiian Islands on Norwegian. And I gotta tell you, it is a great way to see Hawaii, and I, yeah. I don't think I could recommend anything else. But we have a lot that we're going to talk about with that coming up uh, on the 19th, so put that on your calendars. Um, we're also very excited about our upcoming trip to Nova Scotia. Um, Evelyn McNamara, who's organizing the show, or the, uh, the, the fundraiser for Give Kids the World up there, is very excited as well. Uh, they sold out
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, tickets that hadn't been picked up. They sold out, too. Yep. So wow. she's got a lot of Dizzers, a lot of Dizzers this year. Uh, some coming up from uh, from the States, others from Canada coming out for it. So we're really excited about that, we're really looking forward to that.
2: I, I couldn't believe last year the amount of support, not only from Dizzers in the area and from all over the place, but also the support she got from her local community. And but the it was mostly, her,
0: lo- her, mostly yeah. her friends and family and the local community there yeah. in... In, uh, in in Halifax, or excuse me, Upper Sackville, or Lower, lower sackville. sackville. Lower Sackville. It's one of the Sackville. It's one of the Sackville, because there is <laughs> actually sackville. a lower and an upper Sackville. Is there a Middle Sackville? I think there might be. I don't know.
1: In, I asked that. I don't remember the answer.
0: Okay. But uh, we're really, really excited. Uh, so our uh, August, tw- on our August 12th show, the segment uh, that week will be uh, one that we'll record in Nova Scotia. We're recording that live on the 9th of august i believe and so very excited about that we will have a regular news show that week we'll be live with our news show that week right but our segment is going to be what we record in in nova scotia so that's coming up uh also want to make sure we plug the other Diz meets that are coming up the indianapolis meet september 6th the new england meet october 3rd through the 5th in plymouth massachusetts uh the arizona meet october 24th through the 26th And I forgot to put the dates for Delaware in here. It's that first weekend in November, right? Um,
3: They're going to get a complex. (laughs) (laughs) The last show I did was July first, and we forgot them then too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So those meets coming up, all of them to raise money for Give Kids the World. That's our that's our cause. And uh, if you want to learn more about Give Kids the World and why we're raising money for them. G-K-T-W, GKTWGiveKidsTheWorld.org is the website. Uh, head out there, take a look at the amazing work that they do, and you'll understand why we mention this every week, and why we try and push to get people to show up for these meets and do whatever anything they can to help raise money for Give Kids the World. So we're uh, we're excited about those meets. Um, what else do we have for housekeeping? Because I have very little. Happy birthday to Julie! She turns yeah, thirty-four today. Wow! wow. Happy no, birthday! She's twenty-three. <laughs> I always see, think of Julie as being like early 20s because that's when I met her and she, she hasn't an aged. She hasn't aged. <laughs> you take a look at a picture of Julie from 11, 12 years ago and now, and the woman hasn't aged. Vampire. I agree. You agree she's a vampire? No, I agree. She <laughs> has
4: an age. Yeah, that too.
0: Julie, your husband thinks you're a vampire. Um, well, happy birthday, Julie. What else do we have? We gotta have something.
3: I do.
5: Go ahead. Uh, we got uh, Sean and I have a Universal show tonight at seven o'clock. So we'll be going out live talking about the five coolest queues in Universal. Don't and get them too excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they are now. All right, and uh, then a, a lot this of this is new appointment television. <sighs> what is that?
3: This is appointment television.
6: <laughs> if you say so. And we're talking about Halloween Horror Nights. So <laughs> tune in at seven. What and else watch are you live. talking about? Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween
2: horror nights. Yes. He had no idea what appointment television means. Well yeah, because it's
0: in his oh, lifetime. 80s, right? in I don't his know what lifetime, it is it hasn't happened.
7: That's those <laughs> this big is... events like the the end of a series where they say you have to sit down and watch it. You would make an appointment but, yeah, but, with
0: your family in, and everybody. this one is though. Generally speaking, generally speaking, like, you know pr- prior to the mid nineties, you know, that's what that's how they, they termed television in general was appointment television because you didn't really have the apparatus to record it and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So, you know, if something was on at eight o'clock on a Thursday night, you were there mm-hmm. making an appointment. Nothing makes
7: a joke funnier than this or kind funny. of Well, <laughs> there was also that idea, too, that people talked about stuff around the water cooler the next day. Right. Quote. So, like, if you didn't watch something at that time, people would talk about yeah. it and there'd be spoilers where well there were also can't... water coolers there were water coolers <laughs> <laughs> well
5: then this will be one that everyone needs to see it'll be bigger than MASH finale yeah. bigger than
6: Cheers
0: finale okay put it in your date yeah. book um, you special think, guest star Cher yep. Cher is on the show Apparently 10 so,
7: cutest cues. what is it
0: cutest the, cutest the cues. 5 <laughs> coolest <laughs> cues. <laughs> 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 coolest
5: you have
3: to watch to, there's to find out conditions. what we mean
5: so yep that's tonight 7 o'clock we'll be here doing it live
3: Okay, this is going to be tough to follow, <laughs> but I haven't announced <laughs> Try to keep the energy up. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> our eight. Excuse me. Our ABD trips for 2015 are being announced. We have announced the July trip that's going to be the combination of San Francisco and backstage magic, and I apologize if you didn't put your name on the wait list, you're probably not going to get a spot. Yeah. I have 16 rooms to sell, and 11 of them are gone. So we are down to our last spots, but there's 20 or 25 people now who have the opportunity to take these spots. I doubt they're ever going to come up for public auction. But we do have a December trip that's traveling December 13th through the 18th. Backstage Magic, the cost is $27.99 per person. Children are $26.59, and singles are $39.19.
0: Uh, so that's another one. The, uh, I'll tell you the last, the, the oh. one that we're doing this December. That sold out in a matter of days when we announced it. So if you're interested in that, I would. This means suggest you get to see all the Christmas
3: decorations, and the park looks beautiful. Right.
0: This is. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: We are having a problem. We announced a uh, May trip to France, and we are getting a great deal of pushback on this. It is very, very expensive. It is almost ten thousand dollars per person.
0: Yeah.
7: That's without
3: airfare. And that's without airfare. I am getting, everyone has said the same thing. Wow, this sounds really exciting, but that's a lot of money. So I don't know that that, in this iteration, I don't know that that trip will actually We might make some changes to that. Right. So, but if you're interested in the December trip. It's December 13th through the 18th, twenty-seven ninety-nine per person based on double occupancy. Or uh, write to Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com.
7: Those will be loaded into our uh, online booking system on August 1st. Okay.
3: Yeah, we can't book these till August 1st. But we've gotten a lot of positive feedback for this um, July trip. This is going to be pretty spectacular.
0: Now, for, for those who may not be familiar, uh, these trips are done with Adventures by Disney. And we refer to the Backstage Magic Trip. That is a trip in California. Uh, where we get to see a lot of things, Disney things that you don't normally get to see. We get to go to Imagineering. We go to the Disney Studios in Hollywood. We get uh, VIP tours of, of Disneyland. Um, but this particular trip that Kevin is talking about, this San Francisco add-on, um, why don't you talk a little bit about what that includes?
3: Uh, this, the San Francisco add-on takes you to Napa Valley, it gets you a guided tour of the Disney Family Museum, and the, the big thing that, with this trip is it gets you a guided tour of Lucasfilms, mm-hmm. which, from what I understand, is in the same area as the Disney Studio. It's in the Presidio. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I apologize. I think you're right. <clears throat> But what happens is that's a separate trip. We have asked uh, ABD to bump that up against a backstage magic, and John and I requested this backstage magic date. We have to request the dates we want in advance before they actually are released to the public so that ABD does not sell people on our date that we want. And we asked for a July 14th departure... Um, for the backstage magic, that means you spend two nights in Hollywood. On day three, you transition from Hollywood to Cal- or to um, Disneyland. That's Imagineering Day. That's the Disney Studio Day. That's Mickey's of Glendale. So you transition. We will be in Disneyland. On the afternoon of the 16th, but the excitement is that we will wake up. Uh, the next day is Magic Kingdom Day, and the day after that is California Adventure Day. Our Magic Kingdom Day will coincide with Disney's 60th anniversary.
0: Disneyland 60th, yeah.
3: Did, what did I did I say Disney, Disney World? I no, apologize. It's Disney. Disneyland 60th anniversary. I am shocked that we have 16 hotel rooms in the California Adventure for the yeah. 60th anniversary party.
0: Now they really stepped up and and, and helped us out and, and got us these rooms. I don't think and they
3: that. realized it. Actually, so people could. were surprised. Why? What, what's so yeah. specific about that date? I said, well, that will put us in the Magic Kingdom on July 17, 2015. So? And I think,
7: right. Yeah Exactly. Yeah. That's what I got.
3: Why are you doing this? And I thought, well, I am I guess I'm glad that I thought of it so far in advance to ask for it. Because there's only one 60th anniversary. And I don't know if any of you were paying attention to the Disneyland 59th anniversary. But the whole basis of the, the, the promotion was next year's our 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's 59 years. Next year's 60. Yeah. So I'm very excited, very happy that we were able to do it. And
0: I'm so excited for that trip.
3: We're um, going to take a group of people, and we're going to be there. And ABD tells me that we will be invited to the festivities. Mm. So I imagine the hotel lobby will also be a great place to hang out. Because there, there will probably be Disney celebrities there. VIPs, our, I assume. VIPs, that's the better word for it.
0: I like celebrities.
3: I like celebrities, too. Um, they taste better. Um, <laughs> but that's it. And what they're doing is they're pushing the two trips together for us, and they are going to work out airfare for us from San Francisco to Los Angeles. its I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be. It's my understanding that they will have seats for us on a commercial airliner. That is not included in the cost of the trip. There will be an additional charge
0: above that for this is for the this is for the july trip the december trip is just a regular backstage magic it's still a dis exclusive it's only Dizzers on that trip and you
3: never know what's going to happen you just never know what we're going to pull out of our hat this year we were going to have um this past july we were going to have um alice davis show up and talk to us alice is the one who created uh the costumes for it's a small world and unfortunately she fell ill and couldn't make it to our event. However, when we went to Walt's Barn at Griffith Park, Margaret Carey was there to sign the photographs and sign things and have her picture taken. So we got to meet another Disney celebrity
0: that trip. There you go. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Anything else for housekeeping? All right. Well, for the last three weeks, we have been polling uh, all of you on your favorite moments uh, from the Dis Unplugged over the last eight years. And we're going to be including some of them coming up uh coming up in our our segment um but i don't know why we need that up we're not polling them now we're done that poll is over okay um it's like okay why is that um but uh so at the end of this show as we would normally do we have a poll question for you for next week but we have been selecting winners from people who have been telling us their favorite moments over the last eight years i was very excited this week's winner was um one of the people i met doing one of the is backstage magic trips. Nicole Moore. Um, so Nicole has a fifty dollars Disney gift card coming to her, and just want to say hi, Nicole. Yeah. Haven't seen you in ages. So wow, well, that was very enthusiastic. No one else did it. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, everybody, everybody, one, two, three. Yeah. Um. So that will do it for housekeeping. We're going to throw it over to Johnny with the news. All
7: right. Our first news story. Disney moves towards $10 per hour starting pay as job market rebounds. Walt Disney World is among big companies moving towards paying workers at least $10 an hour, a change that experts say will improve the standard of living for the lowest paid employees and could pressure other employers to raise pay. A proposed contract with Disney World's largest union group, The Service Trades Council would provide minimum hourly pay of $10 per hour in 2016 for more than 23,000 full-time employees uh, if it's ratified next week. This year, the start rate would raise from $8.03 per hour to $9 per hour, $1.07 more than Florida's current minimum wage. The council estimates that that about a third of the workers make less than $9 per hour now. In Orlando, economists say competition for workers is escalating as the theme park and hospitality industry grow. Universal Orlando, for example, is hiring about 3,500 new workers this year. Its expansion includes the new Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, the Cabana Bay Beach Resort Hotel, and eight new city walk venues.
0: I wonder, what is Universal paying as their, their, their starting wage? They
5: recently just increased their starting wage to $9 an hour. Um, and that's that's for everyone, though. From the way I read this story, this was going to be more for unions at Disney would start at $10 an hour, but universals, everyone, will start off at $9 an hour. I don't know about Lowe's Hotels. Well, this is with 23,000
7: of their, what, 65,000 yeah. employees, so it's not everybody for sure. Yeah. But it's still okay. not shabby. It's a start. Yeah, It's, it's good. a start.
0: Well, not all their employees are, uh, are front line. That's true, too. So that's, I think that's also a, a <clears> part of, a lot of, of it.
7: Them are salaried. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, is that um, you know this is probably just a preemptive thing by Disney because we're looking at a $10 uh, federal minimum wage. I think that they're looking at sort of being ahead of the curve on it anyway.
0: Well, this is coming. There's a, there was a couple of things about this that struck me. Number one... Um, usually when we get to this point, um, where the union negotiations start and the saber rattling starts, and it had started a few weeks ago, we started hearing some, some saber rattling from, from the unions. Usually this gets contentious. This was particularly of of all the ones that I've sat through and watched and paid attention to. Um, this one seemed pretty calm. Yeah, it did. Um, and it seemed like Disney wasn't pulling some of their usual tactics. Some, a mm-hmm. lot of times, a lot of strong-arm tactics with the union. Now, interestingly enough, the guy at Disney who oversaw labor, labor uh, negotiations and labor relations um, no longer works for Disney. He left for Universal. Mm. Um, so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Um, I've heard some interesting stories about how Dis- what Disney does with the unions um, when they're not negotiating. It gets, gets a little cushy, from what I've heard. Um, but I wonder, I wonder how much that has an impact on it. But also, the story brings up the fact that it is starting the competition for these for these uh, jobs. These, imp- these jobs is getting is getting hot mm-hmm. and. It's going to these, – these parks are expanding faster than the workforces. And they're going to be forced to start paying more and more. Um, you know, we look at $10 an hour. I think that's great. I think they're worth more than that.
3: I do, I do too. too, but I think this is a win-win.
0: Oh, yeah. absolutely. Right now it is. Right now in the if short term. the
3: competitions for the jobs at higher pay is great, that means hopefully you're going to get a better employee.
0: Well, I also think what you're going to see, and I'll just make a prediction here – um, within the next two years, I think you're going to see Universal, because Universal's poaching like crazy right now. They are poaching people from Disney like they're shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> um, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Universal put the pressure on Disney by jumping over them with that minimum wage um, and start attracting more of those people they're going to need to. Again, I keep reiterating this, Comcast is committing an enormous amount of money every year to developing Universal Orlando. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing and I'm hearing is that Universal has put a real premium on not just getting these warm bodies in there, but actually training them and getting them, making them customer service oriented and really creating an experience that, Hasn't always been the case at Universal in terms of their In, in terms other of their words,
3: Universal number. is using Disney's traditions.
0: Yeah, now that Disney has stopped. Right,
3: right. that's what yeah. I mean. It's, it seems like Disney needs to go back to
4: that. Do you yeah. think we're going to um, see more price hikes in addition to what we see on a normal basis? I mean, we we know that tickets increase on a regular basis. Things do go up. Do you think it's going to go up even more well, now? They raised ticket them?
0: prices twice last yeah. year. I, I, yeah. I don't know how much more they can get away but with. But that's the norm.
4: I wonder now with this if they're going to you know start cranking it up a little bit more but aren't we
3: seeing the parks more crowded if they keep raising prices people are still going to come we've had this
0: discussion before yeah Yeah.
3: you know it Uh, might knock certain people out of the box
0: but it they're still gonna it's not pricing it's not pricing that's going to uh going to cost them it's not pricing that's going to cost them it's the service that's going to cost them it's the crowds that are going to cost them it's the lack of ability to manage some of those crowds that's going to cost them um that we is, that's where, I think that's where this war is going to be won.
3: We were at Downtown Disney not too long ago, and I went into a restroom that was grubby.
0: Yeah, let, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about Downtown Disney in a little while. Um,
3: but it was I, I, that's unusual to see in a Disney in any Disney not location. anymore
0: not anymore. I've seen it in the Magic Kingdom, I've seen it in Epcot, I've seen it in Hollywood Studios, I've seen it at Downtown. Disney. <laughs> and I'm Disney. not just
3: talking debris. I'm not talking the garbage overflowed or something, and there's stuff on the floor. I'm talking the bathroom was dirty.
0: Was a time no matter how busy the parks were no matter how busy anything was at disney those bathrooms were immaculate not anymore not anymore go to a smoking area and you got cigarettes from last week shoved into those ashtrays i mean they, it's like a bouquet of cigarette butts um custodial so busy doing the the
5: water art on the ground now that they don't have time to actually clean anything <laughs> uh.
0: so we'll get to that we'll get to that in a little bit but i think the I think it's a very tell- it's very telling that the union negotiations were just so friendly almost. Yeah. Um this has not been the case. Go back and listen to shows that we've done over the last eight years when the contracts have come up, and it has been ugly. It has been ugly. This was positively charming. And I think it was not because of any other reason than Disney can't mess around with this right now. Yeah. They can't mess around. There's too much competition for these for these jobs, and they can't mess around. Plus, I think they lost their they lost their, uh, their 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 negotiator, and he had a way. He he wrested a lot of concessions out of the unions on every on every negotiation. So very interesting. But we'll move on to the next story. All right, our second news story.
7: Orlando Sentinel reports a rumor of changes to Soren. Rumor has it that Epcot's popular Soarin' attraction is due for a revamp that could possibly include a new film showing highlights of Florida and the addition of another theater to cut down on wait times, reports the Orlando Sentinel. Rumor has it that the ongoing Soarin' over California film will be replaced with a new high-def film that will have either a more national or international scope to it. Some of the locales that surface with the recent speculation include national landmarks, such as the Grand Canyon or New York City skyline. International sites might include Europe, the Middle East, and or Asia if the rumors play out. The second aspect of the recent rumor is that the attraction will receive a third theater in time for when the new film begins showing. Construction might begin later this year if the rumors prove to be true. Disney has not commented on the rumors or the Orlando Sentinel article.
2: In my opinion, this makes more sense for an attraction that's in Epcot, having stuff from around the country, around the world. Um, I know that the original movie was in California Adventure, so it was soaring over California, and that makes sense. But just in terms of the, the new movie that they're going to put in, that to me, that makes more sense in Epcot.
7: And on one of our backstage magic is I know the truth. Go ahead. Say it, then. Say it. Um, I don't know about this. The theater but the new film is definitely true. We've heard this directly from the horse's mouth that there is going to be... That certain places have been closed in order to film this? Uh, It's going to be soaring over the world. It's going to be a high-def film. They're going to replace the film. This is not anything that's private or confidential they told it to an open group of people right um they're definitely going to be a high def film they have not replaced it yet just because it's so expensive to do and they thought we're wait for the new film to be produced before they replace their equipment but it's definitely going to be soaring over the world one of the issues they have is that every place they shoot they have to pay royalties they have to pay uh Something to wherever they fly over. So, for example, on the Soaring Over California.
4: That golf course.
7: They, that <laughs> golf course they paid to. The coastline was owned by somebody. They paid for that. Psh. And interestingly enough, the most expensive location for them to shoot over was Disneyland Resort. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland charged them the most wow. money to fly and film over their own resort. So, what they have to do is now go to the Eiffel Tower. Pay them a royalty for the for filming, set up the filming. So that's why it takes a long time to produce.
2: I would Im- I would imagine they're still shooting in some sort of large format like IMAX and then uh, any word if you said high def but do you think they'll change the projectors to a digital? I believe it's going to go to all digital. Oh it has to. We've seen
7: the film, I apologize I know you want to say something but we've seen the actual film that's used now and that film lasts if they're lucky three months.
2: Yeah. So a digital format. And they run it for a year. Mm. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Well you imagine you have you have a a film projector and every time that uh, a piece of film runs through a projector it degrades. Right to any extent. It could be a lot, it could be not a lot, but it's not a sustainable format unless it's preserved correctly. And when you're playing it hundreds of times a a day, it it degrades very quickly.
3: We were told that Mm -hmm. cast members in Disneyland were given warnings a week in advance that on a certain day they would not be able to walk down Main Street, that they had to go in through stores or through backstage areas to get where they wanted to go. But this was very early in the morning so that they could have a clean sweep for a flyover. Mm -hmm. that there was no one in the shot, right. and they all
1: got this this notification. So, and that's what they were told it was for. So, part of the rumor that I heard was they're building this other theater that's going to be digital, and then when that comes up and online, then they're going to close one or the other
7: to convert that over. That makes the most sense because then you don't have to have the ride down for any period of time. Yeah. You
0: can just switch over to a new theater. I have not heard the new theater being built, but that makes and sense. And I just want to let everyone know because I'm sure everyone is interested in like when this is going to happen. Uh, I don't have an exact date, but what I can tell you is it'll probably take six years. <laughs> and we'll get to that because that's part of my rant. But it'll probably take six years for them to, once they have the film done, to, if it, any construction is involved at all, six years.
3: I would suspect, I apologize, yeah. I would suspect that we're talking probably 60th anniversary kind of stuff.
1: Well, I was going to say, like with the original movie, that was a gift from Disneyland from their 50th birthday, correct? Because they, they gave yeah. us Lights Motors Action and. That was so Disneyland like
0: Paris gave us that. They can give yeah, that back. But it
1: was all part of Disneyland's. Right. Thing. We can re-gift
0: so, that. Re-gift yeah. that to so
1: somebody. I think it's, we've, we've used their birthday gift long enough. It's time to have a new movie.
0: They need to give us something else on their birthday.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, John, I take it that uh, this news carries over to the Disneyland version as well. Is this
7: correct? is where we heard it. it. was actually in Disneyland. So I assume that's where it's going to also appear. Okay. They were talking a great deal. It was a great deal of talk about how the film is very expensive yeah. just to reproduce now. And that, again, degrades in three months, and they supposedly switch it out every three months. So it's very expensive, so they're really looking forward to going to digital.
2: Yeah, IMAX film is incredibly expensive. And uh, digital, they only have to make one copy, and it doesn't
0: cost anything. It doesn't degrade either. Yeah. So, all right.
7: All right, our final news story. PBS plans Walt Disney biopic, a new four-hour, two-night documentary about the life of walt disney will air on pbs in fall 2015 american experience history series will tackle the project which will focus on disney's legacy and life as an iconic film producer and business magnet sarah colt will direct and produce business and more-
0: magnet he attract other, attracts other business people. He does.
7: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see his that. Personality. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on an aside, he could also repulse them. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. And Mark, somebody or other, will write the script. Archival footage from the Disney vaults will be shown, as well as interviews with Disney artists and Imagineers. Beth Hope, Chief Programming Officer and General Manager.
2: So it's more like a history channel thing with reenactments? No. That?
3: Have you ever seen American Stories on PBS? No. It They're usually very well done. Okay. They're usually very in-depth. This is going to be shown over two nights in two segments. And it's it's more of it's a really grand overlook. Okay. I'm sure, though, I don't know that they're going to be, you know, restaging <laughs> yeah, Okay. Okay.
7: They do that thing where they kind of reenact certain things and they they play they tell some of them through archival footage, but also some of them they might do a recreation of.
5: So, I'm waiting for the drunk history version of it.
2: I've seen those on Funnier Die. I love drunk history. Well, they had, are they still on Comedy Central? Anyway, it is too. All
0: right.
7: Okay. all right, well, that'll do it for my news.
0: All right, thank you, John. Um, do we have a caption this for this week? Yes, we do. Okay, because it's not my script. What did we do last week? Because that's what we Well, we had Aware oh, in the World that we need to clear up. Aware in the World. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's we right. need to resolve this before we move on. <laughs> all right, so last week we did Aware in the World, show the picture for those watching. And did anybody get it right? When I first looked at
2: the Facebook on the first day, I, I don't think I saw any correct answers. But So I'm not sure at this point. Okay. And the correct answer, Dustin, is? It's just outside of the China Pavilion. It's that little gift shop that has the puppets. Oh, okay. It's like the little detail I'm, of the window. I,
0: I didn't get that. Yeah.
1: Everybody was so saying. don't know if
0: well, it's not like so. so we don't
3: know if we. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> a lot of people, it's I, I, been a while
3: since shoes. you've been here.
0: Isn't it? I'm sorry. It's been a while since you've been here. it? Isn't it? And <laughs> if you're right next to the
3: microphone, yeah. people hear
1: you really
4: well. Twenty-five
0: so, people get a fifty-dollar gift card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of people were saying the side door in Mexico, in the yeah. Mexico pavilion, and I'm like, really? You look at the doors that carefully? I think
0: everybody was probably well, looking at the reflection because they got it wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, but.
0: But so, okay, China.
1: Yeah. Huh. I'm gonna have that to one check w- that
2: out. Yeah, that one was kind of difficult. It was a detail, but I put a little reflection in there just to <laughs>
0: And I'm asking you if we have a caption it's a reflection this photo. Of China. We it's oh really? Sorry. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um and I'm asking you if we have a caption this photo for this week, and I'm the one who gave it to you. Yes. Okay, this it's sad. <laughs> it's sad what's left of my brain. But um uh, no, this, this feels so bad about
3: not knowing that one in
0: a This is the this is the caption this photo for this week for those of you listening. You can check it out on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash unplugged. This is a picture we took in Hawaii uh, at the Dole Plantation of Dustin standing in a giant Dole Whip, licking a Dole Whip, looking really creepy. There's um, also a video version of
2: this, which is even creepier.
0: Creepier, yeah. So that's our caption this for this week, Dustin standing in a giant pineapple Dole Whip licking a giant pineapple donut.
3: that captions good enough
7: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so uh let's move on to rapid fire we're going to start with johnny all
7: right uh disney has a new discount out so up to 30 percent october 2014 through december 2014 um this is a uh, room only discount that can also be applied to packages and this is sort of the last discount ended in October, so now this one's picked up. Of course, there are blackout dates that go along with this, mostly for any time anybody really wants to travel. <laughs> um, booked by just booked by October 3rd, 2014, there are some exclusions, including campsites and villas. Uh, one of the things I do want to mention is specifically that i um, very proud of our Dreams Unlimited Travel agents, saved our clients over $50,000 wow. Wow. in applying this discount to current reservations. And above and beyond that, what they were able to do, too, was get people into a higher resort than what they were in originally for the same price by looking at these discounts and looking at what other options were out there for them. So one of the things that this tells me is that this is a decent uh, discount. Yeah, it was. Um, sometimes these discounts come out, and they're not as good as what's already out there. But this one seemed to have been a pretty good one for the time that it was released. Valid for most days. October fourth through November twenty fifth, two thousand fourteen, and November 29th through December twenty third, two thousand fourteen. Excellent, you. And just you. to
1: add on to that, twenty fifteen uh, bookings come out tomorrow. So That's right, that is the 30th. We're in a room for the yeah. twenty fifteen. Submit your quote.
0: Awesome, thank you, John kevin uh
3: orlando sentinel uh, uh the orlando press release for the visit orlando's magical dining month returns bigger than ever bigger than ever with more restaurants and dates the month of september you can buy in i believe it's over a hundred uh orlando restaurants you can go and have a three-course meal an appetizer and entree and a dessert for thirty three dollars a person and this, what they're trying to get you to do is trying to get you to try the different locations in Orlando. What's really nice is that it benefits the Foundation for Foster Children. And One dollar from every meal that you purchase goes to this foundation. In 2003, they raised $75,000 for the Ronald McDonald House. And all the money went to that. So this is a great, place, a great way to try different places And for $33 for three courses, it's kind of a deal. How many selections, you said? Uh, Uh, Over 100 restaurants. And you can find this at orlandomagicaldining.com. So one of the other nice things they do is certain hotels are offering, if you were coming into Orlando and you wanted to do this for a weekend, places like the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress, while not on Disney property, is close enough to spit on Disney property. Right. Um, And the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort and the... The Hyatt Regency is starting at one forty nine a night, and the Rose and Shingle Creek is at one eighty five. But that also has the big golf course attached to it and stuff like that. So I think this is a great way if there's a restaurant you've wanted to try or a restaurant you've.
0: well never Will heard they of. like take you to them or? What do you mean? These re- these hotels. I mean, do these hotels? No, doing I something?
3: imagine you're going to have to provide your own transportation. No, but okay.
7: Discounts that they're offering in conjunction with the magical. Oh, I box. see. Okay.
3: Emeralds. Um, at uh, Universal City Walk, Emeralds Chop Chop, B.J., Mamadellas—these are all included. Um, Winter-
0: Mamadellas. Mm-hmm.
3: Todd English's Blue Zoo, the Venetian Room at Caribe Royale.
0: Excellent. Also,
7: uh,
3: Urban Italian Kitchen at World Center Drive, the Capital Grill.
0: Wow, one of my favorite places to eat.
3: Um, downtown uh, Luma on Park, Mitchell's Fish Market, Shea Vincent. So there's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of places to go and try. So, and you're besides having a nice night out, you are donating a small amount to
0: charity. Well, and Capitol Grill. I mean, that's that's up there. That's an expensive yeah. place uh, to and, eat.
3: And again, it's um, magical dining. Excuse me, magical uh, Orlando Magical Dining dot com. They also tell you for more information, visit Orlando backslash September.
0: All right, thank you, Kevin. Kathy Whirling,
1: mine is the Wild by Design tour at Animal Kingdom is being discontinued September twenty sixth. So, God rest its soul. Yes, if you want to do that, you have between now and then. Otherwise, there's plenty of other tours that you can take. That they're all pretty great.
0: Any idea why they're why they're killing it?
1: I would just figure it's they didn't get that many people that wanted to take it. I I do the the trek the wild the Wild Africa trek. If you're going to go to Animal Kingdom, take that.
0: I, you know, it's funny just because the number of people who responded to Dustin's segment, his two-parter yeah. last year for, about uh, Animal Kingdom, I would think that Wild by Design would be more popular. I, I mean, he got great response from that, uh, that segment.
2: I don't, you know, I think for hardcore Disney fans... It resonates like that, but you know, I, I don't know that Wild by design is as accessible to maybe the more casual visitor as Keys to the Kingdom would be. Everybody knows who Walt Disney is. Everyone knows um, or wants to see what's under the Magic Kingdom. Whereas I'm not sure that everybody cares about the theming elements in Harambe. You know. True. Uh,
3: I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think most people know these tours exist. Really? Yeah, I think I the vast majority of visitors don't have a clue. I think you're right. I think these tours are taken by hardcore folks. Yeah. Hardcore fans. Mm. I have relatives who are coming and I suggest one of these and they don't have any clue that they're even available.
0: So, <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you, Kathy. Corey Patrick-Martin.
4: I have some Tables in Wonderland updates. They've added blackout dates for select restaurants, uh, 1900 Park Fair, Chef Mickey's, Ohana, Dinner Only, Uh, Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, Le Chefs de France, Akershus Royal Banquet Hall, and Le Le Selye Steakhouse will be subject to the following blackout dates. November 23rd through the 29th, December 21st through the 27th, March 8th through April 4th, and May 31st through June 20th. And also, um, one of the updates today was that uh, Victorian Alberts will no longer accept Tables in Wonderland starting on August 1st. I hope so this isn't
3: Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and whatever's at the end of May. Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Yeah, is that when you want to travel?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Right when you want to be there. Right. Can't use your tables of wonderland. So,
4: little updates, but it's not a you know it's the big restaurants, not a not all of them. At least it's not a
0: you know a blanket
4: rule. Right.
0: All right. Thank you, Corey. Dustin.
2: Yeah, I have uh, kind of an update on um, a shop that will be opening. We've heard officially now that there's going to be a Haunted Mansion merchandise shop coming to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Two days ago, the Yankee Trader, I believe is what it's called, um, was closed on um, July 27th. No official date as to when it will be opening, but they're going to have Haunted Mansion souvenirs, uh, home goods, uh, you know, like kitchen stuff and decorative stuff. Um, but it's uh, all going to be themed around um, Madame Leota and uh, the Haunted Mansion.
3: Is Yankee <laughs> so. Trader the old jelly store?
2: Yes.
7: Mm-hmm. This is, falls under the, why did it take so long? Yeah, right, I was yeah. going to
1: say that, yeah.
7: The Haunted Mansion has to be some of the most popular merchandise out yeah. there. Anytime they put anything out a pin...
2: Or a bag or something a, goes first. And I think they did some testing at the Yankee Trader. Um, they had one little corner of it had all Haunted Mansion merchandise, and you know we we looked at it. I think at the All Nighter or something, and uh, bought. Oh, well, I few bought
0: of those. a ton of stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. But they were testing that out, and I guess it worked. And now they're making an entire shop out. Well, of Well, because
0: the last time we were in there, and I'd asked one of the cast members working there, "How's this stuff selling?" She's like, "Really good." <laughs> So I was hoping, this is before there was any uh, announcements. We'd heard before yeah. that they were going to do this. But uh, this was even before that. So I'm really happy that they're doing it. And I hope they start trying this model in other places. Get away from that, as Kevin so so brilliantly put it once. Homogenized merchandise. every The same thing in every store, no matter where you went. Um, and so I'm happy to see them do that. Because you can still pick up a lot of homogenized crap. Yeah. I assume, but, Trader. I
7: assume by now everyone's been to the co-op marketplace mm-hmm. in downtown Disney.
0: Mm-mm. I still have it. You still have it? I have it? it.
7: It's really got you some You have to understand
0: stuff. something that unless, as I will discuss in a few minutes... Unless it was absolutely necessary, I don't go there. Yeah. I oh. won't go there because it is absurd. But I'm we going to save all my righteous indignation <laughs> yeah. for my rant.
7: We went. Why do you have to park at Vistana, man. Yeah, really, we went for another reason. We were having something framed, and at the art store, and we stopped in. I have to say, I really give them a lot of credit. The merchandise there oh, yeah. is really different, really incredible. You'd lose your mind.
3: They you also have, have it segmentized. Everything. Is that a word? Segment. Segmented. segmented. That's better. Um, segmentized. Segmentized. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> To be my word from now on. It's segmentized into specific little groups, which makes it make sense. It's kind of like individual little boutiques under one roof, and they did away with the sports store.
2: Thank <laughs> god.
3: There's still a sports, a sports section, section, so yeah. Right. But it's not like, you know, Macy's anymore. It's yeah. more like a little boutique now. But I think they've done some really cool stuff, and I think if they unleash you in the home goods section, <laughs> You're probably it's going to be bad. Oh
0: well, yeah. yeah. I raise economies wherever I go. <laughs> got it, got it. Need it, need it. Got it, <laughs> need it.
3: Detroit keeps sending me. Got I <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah.
2: I just want to mention with the the haunted mansion store real quick before I wrap up. Um, I haven't heard whether or not there's going to be any construction on that building so i i don't know if they're tearing that building down or
0: keeping it or just redoing the inside or what it is so i we don't know how long it's. i gonna think be. they're just going to do the re- redo the inside yeah well then down. again then again they're they're construction high right now so yeah. why not why not why not put up some more scrims and knock <laughs> something else down and oh don't get me started all right thank you Dustin you're welcome gregory so
5: uh disney parks blog first showed it uh, this past week and it's coming to my Disney experience I think there's at least one or two but there's 3d flyovers and like computer models now on my Disney experience so the first one they showed was uh, contemporary and it, it's kind of cool it gives you an idea of what your resorts gonna look like before you actually go so it, I think it's really helpful for first-timers uh, especially like this video it was contemporary but it started out at the Magic Kingdom so it kind of gave you that idea you, you can go from the castle and then you're just this close. You're, you're just right there. And then you show up at your resort and takes you around, shows you the pools. It uh, doesn't do like inside the rooms or anything, but just a nice
6: overview of the area so you get an idea. So awesome. They're going to roll out more. They. Um, I don't know when. They've actually started to put the uh, embedded version of the videos onto the individual resort pages on DisneyWorld.com. So that's a nice little thing, too, if you're looking up information about the resort. I wonder
4: how Disney, how much Disney charged Disney for that flyover.
6: <laughs> <laughs> they got the helicopter in time. All
0: right. Thank you, Craig. Jonathan. All
4: right. So uh, Disney has
6: released some information about the uh, Villains Unleashed event. That's happening on August 23rd. Um, it's a hard ticket event, and it's kind of coming off the, the heels of that uh, Villains. Um, what was the campaign? I forget. Disney. Show not Villains inside Last year, they did that villains event. I forget. It, it was Friday the 13th event. My so magical villain. Yeah. But anyway, they're, they're doing a hard-ticket event, and they announced some of the events. There's going to be a lot of um, meet and greets with some villains. They're going to have a bunch of Star Wars uh, villains over near Star Tours. Uh, you can meet Maleficent, the live-action version, so the Angelina Jolie. So she's not green? No, it's just like the lady with weird cheek implants uh, <laughs> over at the uh, Jack Sparrow attraction. Um, they're going to have a Hades hangout, which is like a dance party that kicks off at 8 p.m. with a wonderful DJ. I hope the Hades doesn't look like the one in this
2: picture that we have on the video show. It, oh, it most is, likely will he's be. He's terrible. He's yeah. creepy looking.
6: Um, and is then it DJ Tammy? <laughs> DJ <laughs> Tammy. She was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they brought her back. Um, and then, k- kind of the biggest thing is they're gonna do a Oogie Boogie's Freaky Funhouse show, which is a all new show that's gonna be at the theater of the stars, where they do the Beauty and the Beast stage show. So I think it's cool to see them doing a- an actual produced show rather than just having meet and greets. So hopefully, it's a good show and not just thrown together, but we'll see. But yeah, there's still tickets, so it's not selling out. So if you how much are the tickets? Oh, I don't know off the top of my head, but they're around. I think six, it's around sixty-five. Yeah. Sixty-five,
0: yeah. We got tickets, didn't we? Yeah, we'll yeah we have there. tickets. Yeah, okay. we'll be there.
5: Yeah, so. there's just so much going on with this event that it's going to basically be impossible to see everything in one night. So I think they can get away with selling more tickets because they think that they're going to spread out by putting a, a brand new show while other people want to go do the meet and greets yeah. and we'll, only do yeah. those. And so we'll check out one
4: fun. dance party, and that's pretty pretty much 50% of the event so it'll, it'll be good
0: <laughs> well it was great last year yeah. I mean it was it was a lot of people very crowded the fireworks were,
6: the fireworks together, yeah so there will be fireworks too
0: but there weren't
3: that the one that you somebody couldn't get yeah. to oh
6: I, yeah no that yeah. was that was where I had to yeah. walk oh, from of oh you took planes animation. trains and automobiles <laughs> to get there right yeah. Yeah. I
5: rode on John Candy's back <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right well yes. thank you thank you Sean really those are not pillows <laughs> um, all right <laughs> Before we, uh, before we close the show, um, I want to talk a little bit about Downtown Disney. Uh, Dustin and I went to go see a movie. And the reason that we went to Downtown Disney was because it was the only theater locally that was showing X-Men, and we hadn't had a chance to see it. And we're both fans. <laughs> I live just outside of Downtown Orlando. And it took me 20 minutes to drive from my home to downtown Disney. It took me 40 minutes to park. 40 minutes to park. And why? Why did it take 40 minutes to park? Because they're building a parking garage and they have closed down virtually well uh, it's at least a third, if not more, yeah. of the parking lots that are out there. I understand that. I get it. I do. <sighs> The lack of signage, the presence of incorrect signage, the lack of anybody out there directing traffic. This is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, mind you. 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in July. It took us almost 15 minutes just to come down Hotel Plaza Boulevard because the traffic was backed up so far. Um, And I, I got to thinking, how long has this parking garage a parking garage not a marvel of technical wonder a parking garage how long has this been building because I know I've been hearing about it for a while but I'm like when did they actually break ground on this well they announced it it was they, they were letting announcements slip back in March of last year they officially announced it in July of last year and they actually started building it in October of last year that was when the first pilings went in to start building the structure October of last year now they're saying that it's going to be sometime late fall of this year before it's done so we'll be charitable and we'll say October of this year one year one year to build a parking garage and that is from the time you actually put structure in place not from your announcement and I want you to compare this with something else because I make this comparison a lot. But now I have, like, dates. Universal Studios announced that they were going to... and made the announcement about the new Transformers ride in November of 2000. And was it 2013? Uh, 2012. 2012. In November, November 7th, 2012. They opened the ride in May of 2013 seven months seven months to build transformers seven months to build transformers and over a year it's going to take disney to build a stinking parking garage a parking deck and disney has its own zoning board reedy creek improvement district There was absolutely no thought whatsoever put into what the guest experience was going to be like during this, I can't use the word I want to use, (laughs) because we're live. Debacle. Yeah, debacle. Mine started with cluster, but debacle will (laughs) work. Cluster debacle. Cluster debacle. (laughs) (laughs) There was no thought at all. You have people... Walking through bushes, you have people crossing major, busy streets where you've created a massive traffic jam. Uh, and and this didn't—I know—they just
2: started construction on the roads there, and this didn't really have anything to do with no. any kind of lane you know,
3: closures. Kind of, you're right; it kind of looks like people are fleeing to another country. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, They're running across
0: the road through traffic. And I'm gonna—I'm—I'm I'm, going to say this: This was the parting gift that Ken Potrock, who was vice president over downtown Disney, gave to us before he took over Adventures by Disney and, and uh, D- Disney Vacation Club. Now, I don't know how well he's doing on Disney Vacation Club, but I'll tell you, on Adventures by Disney, he's screwing that product into the ground. And I'm its biggest fan. I'm its biggest fan. And I've watched that. Has, that has been a nightmare. That has been a nightmare. Fortunately, he hasn't screwed up the on-the-ground portion of Adventures by Disney, but behind the scenes, he's absolutely, absolutely wrecked it. So this was his parting shot. No thought whatsoever to the guest experience, which is exactly what we're seeing with the booking process with Adventures by Disney. No thought at all to the guest experience. So this seems to be Ken Potrock's way of doing things. No thought at all about the guest experience. And that's exactly, when I go to downtown Disney, that's all I can think to myself, is you didn't give one thought, one moment of thought, to what this was going to be like for your guests yet and this is a place where they're not providing entertainment this is for you to go spend your money and they are so arrogant that they put you through this they put you through 40 minutes of waiting to park seven miles away when they have to start bussing people into parking lots because that's how far away you're parking they
2: were parking in typhoon
0: lagoon some people yeah they were parking were at one point when we were leaving that night Parking was now, because they, 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 they filled up Central Casting, they filled up the Team Disney building parking lot, because this is where they're putting people. I this underst- was their big plan, by the I way. I
3: understand there's a crackdown now of parking at um, Port
0: Orleans and Saratoga Springs. Oh, of course. Of to course. take the boat into downtown Disney. Yep, no, they don't want, oh, that might make it too easy for you. That might make it too convenient. So no, we're not going to allow that.
3: I saw the the sketches or the the renderings of what it's going to look like. Downtown Disney is going to look like a, a, a corporate park. It might be beautiful on the other side of that parking garage, but it looks it doesn't have any appeal to. I don't. Th- I can't imagine it has any appeal to anybody.
7: showed It was of the roadway with the overpass of I four, and it looks like Daytona National Speedway. There is these massive parking garages mm-hmm. on one side, and there's a highway over the top of it. It's just it's <clears> going to be so
4: ugly down there. My right? issue uh, right now, like while they're doing this, they have valet, and I'm not sure if they're going to keep valet going. I hope they do, but um, that's they don't offer that all day. No, four and so, it's like and, and so At four p.m. and, sort and of so the they, all yeah. those spots are. And I understand while they're doing that for valet, but all during the day, all those spots yeah. are blocked off in right. addition to the um, parking garage.
3: Now, I, the day we were there, it was from 2 o'clock. Valet was available from 2 o'clock to 4 p.m. And I thought, oh, that's really convenient for everybody. And we were there at like 145, and we said, can we do it now? No, not till 2 o'clock. And you couldn't wait there. You had to get back out into the traffic and come back in again, and I thought, I'm going home.
0: And Well, I, I, now, right now they're doing it from... Uh, 4 p.m. on is so if you get there at two o'clock like we did there's no option of valet park i absolutely would have paid to valet park and probably would not have been this upset had i been able to um but you're right they have that valet parking lot closed off Mm -hmm. while valet even when valet isn't isn't in service and the amount of spaces is pretty substantial it's No thought at all to the guest experience, and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. Uh, When the Orlando Sentinel reported on this in July 19, 2003, Dwayne Bevel was the reporter. Uh, quoted Keith Bradford Vice President for Downtown Disney is Saying quote We feel great about What we're able to Provide for parking We believe we'll Handle the majority Of it Bradford says Quote and on Those days when There are some Additional bodies Coming in we'll be Able to park across The street we've got A pretty good track Record of being able To make enhancements In the middle of a Park yeah. Bradford says Referring to the Fantasyland expansion Expansion in the Magic Kingdom and The renovation of Disney California Adventure well guess What you failed you failed. You did have a good track record up until you got your hands on There
7: were also portions of a park that were all the way back and cut off from the rest of the park. It wasn't like traffic was going through
0: that yeah. portion there of the fantasy land. There was consideration given to the guest experience in those construction projects. Yeah. It was annoying, but it didn't destroy your experience walking in. My- this destroys. You can't be in a good mood. After you've gotten done dealing with that, if you're driving a car, I think people who go on buses, you said this last week, I think it was, that you know you used to tell people, avoid the buses, use your car. Now you're telling them, avoid your car, use the buses. Mm-hmm. I, I also think there's crabs.
3: something to be said about parking behind Cirque du Soleil. When you want to go to the world of Disney or go have you know lunch. <laughs>
0: but, of- uh, well, but, but that's one of the first ones to fill up now. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's one of the first yeah. ones to fill up. You can't even get over there. It, you can't even get in over there.
1: It's just sad because I said, I think of this every time I go down there. If this is your first time to Disney World, what are you thinking? I said, I can understand some of it because I live here and I know how it's going to look and I knew what it looked like before. But if this is your once in a lifetime trip, and you go to downtown Disney, what kind of experience are you having?
3: I think the thing that killed me the most was they're going to have a direct exit of I-4 into those parking garages. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait till they fix that.
0: (laughs) Well, look, you know what? I have no doubt in my mind, none whatsoever, that when this is all said and done, Disney Springs is going to be amazing. It looks, I mean, everything we've seen from the plans... Everything they're doing with it, it sounds like it's gonna be amazing, and I'm very excited about it. And I can't wait for it to open. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how they are handling the situation with the parking. This is Disney we're talking about. This isn't some fly by night, tupid operation. They know how to handle crowds. For whatever reason, the corporate will isn't there to do it or wasn't there in the planning process at least to do it with this downtown Disney expansion in terms of the parking. How do we get guests in here? How do we get guests in here without offending them and pissing them off for an hour before they arrive? Because that's exactly what they're doing right now. There were people outside their cars yelling, I'm hearing of fights breaking out over parking spaces. I almost experienced one of those fights over a parking space. It is insanity. Also, we have the privilege... (laughs) Of going to Downtown Disney and giving these people our money. So I say this to you. Boycott Downtown Disney until this is done. I'm not going back. I don't care what movie's there. I don't care what's going on. I am boycotting Downtown Disney personally. I'm not going back. I'm not spending my money there until they get this fixed. Until they get this fixed. This is absurd. For a company like Disney to be allowing this to go on unchecked. And it's been going on for months to allow it to go on unchecked like this is absolutely ridiculous. Because the only, we, cars weren't the only things waiting in traffic. There were four Disney buses sitting in front of us. Because then they can't move traffic through there. They can't move tra- They have created nothing but congestion.
1: Well, they even they closed down the Pleasure Island bus stop. So now they make all the buses go mm-hmm. to the one down in the marketplace. Right. So they've even... Hampered their bus operations
7: we, by closing. We've, we've come to that conclusion yeah. months ago, like three months ago. And we w- said we're just not coming back. There's we're nothing not here back. that's and worth it. That's mm-hmm.
3: where we love to go to the movies. We love the whole eat in the theater kind of thing. Yeah, we did that for the first screen. time with you. However, weeks ago. Yeah. I it's not worth it. There's nothing worth it for me to go there. I'm going to say that that's the Disney area that John and I spend the most time. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just easy. You want to go downtown Disney for a couple of hours and hang out and watch people and have a bite to eat. It's just ridiculous.
4: Dustin it, said he had a video package of when y'all were driving around. He played it to me, and it was just beep
3: beep beep <laughs> beep beep
1: beep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> He's joking. No. Okay. <laughs> Pete cursing. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> No. To have a little he bit of soundbite. He was bites. doing most of the cursing.
0: Oh, yeah, I was angry. I was the one driving and I'm He was doing most of the cursing. I, I was I, actually telling him to calm down, it'll be okay.
2: I'm usually a real nice <laughs> guy, but
0: I get behind the wheel, it's kind of rough.
2: <laughs> See, I do that a little
7: soundbite thing where I say I'm older, to have more insurance. Yeah. And I just go, <laughs> "I don't care who's in front of me. I just go."
0: So, I had to get that off my chest. Uh, I've been sitting on that for a while and I'm like, "Yeah, not worth ranting about." But then after the situation, I'm like, "You know what?" This is absurd. I'm watching, like I said, I'm watching people walk through bushes and you know, kids running out into the street. I pray, pray, pray nothing happens. But if it does, it's on Disney's hands.
7: I'm also not convinced that the end product is going to be... Th- that much more improved by having that parking structure there. I'm just not. Well, look, I think parking- you're going to get so many more people in that area that you're not going to want to go
0: there. We're talking I, eight
7: I, lanes of traffic. They're
3: building right, but ten lanes. I ten think, lanes.
0: Look, parking was already a challenge at Downtown Disney before they started this. We all, I think, we could all agree they mm-hmm. needed to build a structure. Yeah. No question about it. They needed to build a parking structure. So I'm not saying that. I'm saying a they could have done this a lot faster. This should be done already. If Universal can build Transformers in seven months, you can build a parking garage in six. It's a parking garage. We know how to build these. We're not, you know, this isn't the magical, special, mystical parking garage. (laughs) This is a parking deck, for God's sakes. We build them all the time. This is not a technological marvel. We're talking Transformers here, for the love of God. They build Transformers in less time than it's taking Disney to build a parking deck. They build Wawa's in three months. (laughs) And they have gas pumps, so they should be
3: running a tram from these parking garages or from these satellite parking lots. And they have enough trams. Run trams into downtown Disney, just like you take people to the Magic Kingdom. From well, they're they're
0: doing that already. They've got. Are they? I haven't seen that. They have off-brand buses going from certainly these like from Typhoon Lagoon and stuff, bringing people over. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. But anyway, enough. Enough (laughs) is enough. That's the rant. Um, Our poll for this week, let's move on to something happier. Um, A few months ago, we asked you what your favorite table service restaurant at Epcot was. Now we want to know what your favorite table service restaurants at the other three theme parks are. Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. You can select one in each of those three parks. And uh, as always, we will select one person at random who answers our poll, and that person will win a $50 Disney gift card. So that is going to do it for our show this week. Coming up next, for those of you watching, our 8th anniversary show. Be sure to stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll be with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplug. Thanks for being with us, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.